Hey, everybody, we're so glad that you're with us this morning. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to worship with us. Uh, I want to open us up in a word of prayer before I share some scripture and and talk a little bit uh, about some things that uh, God has stirred my heart with, and, and hopefully he can use it uh, in yours as well. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for uh, a few moments, God, just to focus on you uh, and your word and what you have for us. God, I, I pray uh, that you would speak to us, that you would lead us, um, God, that we would listen, that we would respond. Uh, God, it's so easy to just listen sometimes. God, I pray that we would be responders. Uh, and uh, Lord, that uh, your word would come to action in our lives. Uh, Lord, thank you for all you do for us. And uh, God bless this time we have together. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. Um, I'm uh, sharing uh, sharing from a passage of scripture uh, today, honestly, because I read a blog that a friend of mine wrote, uh, Scott Thomas, and uh, so give credit where credit is due, um, influenced, and, and I'm going to share even a couple excerpts from that uh, in this in just a moment, but uh, Scott's a good friend of mine, pastor friend of mine that I, I met when I was doing uh, uh, seminary work out of Seattle, and uh, this is, uh, he's been a blessing to my life, and, and honestly, just uh, this passage spoke to me. And uh, as as it did speak to me, one of the things that uh, I'll bring up is that it, it kind of, it's not kind of, but it is very much a passage that is speaking to pastors, but I think it's good for uh, the body uh, to hear and come in, in on the conversation, uh, to hear that. And I think that that's important. And uh, I want to, I don't know, I just, I just really feel led to share it. I uh, couldn't shake it. And so uh, I, I, I've been, uh, after, after reading the blog, whatever, I, I went to the scriptures. And when, when God starts stirring my heart as I'm reading through the scriptures, that usually is a good sign uh, for me to uh, to head that direction. But uh, anyway, it, it, it talks to it talks to the idea of details. Uh, details are important. Um, you know, in my side business, uh, we do a lot of restoration work on different things, mostly old pinball machines and things like that. Uh, but I also sell a lot of parts uh, that uh, are plated parts and things like that, chrome and different things, and uh, and and also for these machines. And and with that, you know, one of the things that is a huge deal is detail. Uh, if there are blemishes or marks or uh, different things like that, uh, boy, uh, you know, that's not good. Uh, we, uh, the guys that do that work for us, they do great work. Uh, but, you know, as can be expected, you know, anytime you're doing a production run of anything, uh, then uh, there's going to be a part here or there that's got something going on with it. And sometimes those parts slip through us without realizing it. And it gets to a customer and they pay dearly for those parts. And, uh, and then they're not happy. So uh, we have to make them happy again. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, details are details are important and details in life are important. Uh, and specifically speaking, uh, this passage comes around the thought of that uh, when it comes to uh, a passage that Paul is speaking to a group of elders from Ephesus. And it goes, this comes out of Acts chapter 20. And in fact, if you want to go there with me right now, Acts 20, Verse 28, uh, Paul has been speaking to these to these elders, these pastors, if you will, uh, in this passage, uh, leaders of the of the early church, and he's giving them some instruction. Uh, and so, before you click off and say, "Oh, that's not for me; that's for pastors," no, no, no. Uh, I think I think you're going to get something out of this as well. Uh, I sure hope you do, because uh, I I 
let me just say this out loud, I need your help. As a pastor, I need your help. If you're a part of this church body, I need your help. I need you to be engaged. I need you to be a part of the body. Uh, we, all of our pastors need this, not just me. Uh, and the whole church body needs you as a part of the body to act out whatever it is God's calling you to do as well. And so uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get some of that in just a minute. Uh, let's read this, Acts 20, verse 28. It says this, it says, uh, again, this is Paul speaking to these elders. He says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So, a couple things. Uh, he mentions uh, in the second part of that, or close to the second part, middle part, uh, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, uh, talking about the flock, talking about the body of believers there. Uh, and he's speaking to, again, to the overseers, that is translated elder, pastor, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a word that can be translated, any of those things, uh, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So, um, this is, again, kind of setting this up to, the, to those folks that have been called to lead, and he's specifically speaking to those people right then and there live, you know, so to speak, and then somebody's, you know, writing this down. Uh, and then uh, before that, he, he gives a piece of this. He says, pay careful attention. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. Now, he doesn't say just pay attention. He says pay careful attention. But he also doesn't just say to the church, to the body, to the flock. He says to yourselves. Uh, and, and, and all of this all of this comes a part of being pretty important uh, and a pretty important part of this passage. In fact, um, pay careful attention to yourselves. Let's just talk about that for just a minute. Uh, as Paul is telling them to pay careful attention to yourselves, he is saying to them, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. These two things separated out, but to pay careful attention. Now, to yourselves, this is, this is an interesting piece uh, where Paul is saying, take care of you. Take care of you. Now, I'll be honest, that, that's, that's worthy for anybody. I mean, we all know, you know, if we don't take care of ourselves, then what? We can't take care of others. And that's exactly part of what Paul's getting at in this passage of Scripture. Uh, and he's saying, you know, pay, pay careful attention to yourselves uh, and, you know, not to wreck your own life, especially spiritually speaking, uh, that if you were to do that, you know, then you're leading other people astray or you're wrecking the lives of other people spiritually. This is a, this is a, this is a piece that's, that is on a pastor. You know, this is, this is part of the call of being a pastor. Uh, people say, you know, well, what's it like to be called to be a pastor? Well, there, there are these certain things uh, that come with that. There's these certain understanded, you know, understanding, you know, things that uh, God has put on us that that, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to be expected to do, uh, and so outside of you know those things, I mean, the truth is, is uh, our, our calling is just a calling. It's like anybody else's calling. People are called to do all kinds of things. Uh, it doesn't make our calling more special. Uh, I, I think equivalently, you know, equally, you know, we look at people. You know, sometimes we're, we want to elevate people and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that's what God wants us to do here. Um, 
But he is saying, I'm expecting you, this is part of this, and we see this in other scripture, not just here, uh, where we understand that there are things that we will have to take account for one day uh, when we go uh, to see the Lord uh, as pastors. And so I think this is a piece where Paul is saying, hey, be careful. Be careful and pay careful attention to yourselves uh, so that you can be uh, the people that God has called you to. I want to read this little excerpt from Scott's blog that I mentioned earlier uh, that I think is I think that is good and and really I just I'm kind of I'm only reading it to just kind of call out something that I think exists very much in America and that we see in the American church a lot of times uh, that I think is important for us to see it and be able to talk about it and make sure that we don't fall into it. Uh, and and this, is, this is what it says. It says, the North American church often celebrates the productivity of church leaders over their character, their influence over their integrity. The Bible does the opposite. If your talent outweighs your character, it will eventually crush you. It is dangerous for all, the church and the leader, when we applaud skill over integrity, worse, we tend to overlook character flaws in the, if the leader produces results. Your godly character will create success in ministry. And then he goes on to, to share a Spurgeon quote. He says, Spurgeon uh, advises students, and this is in uh, lectures uh, to, your, to his students or whatever that Spurgeon wrote. Uh, it says, our character must be more persuasive than our speech. Uh, it is not great talent God blesses so much as likeness to Jesus. Now, I can actually speak a little bit for Scott because we're friends and I know some of the things he's been through. Scott's actually been on the inside of a, a very large, very successful church where he saw some of these things firsthand where uh, a very famous pastor even at a moment in time uh, you know, was very much lifted up and things began to be found out that were not good and not okay for a pastor uh, to continue to be the pastor of a church. Uh, and yet uh, the people around that person just wanted to kind of push through and go, no, the, you know, things are going too good. Let's don't mess this up. You know, kind of, kind of a mentality. Um, the thing that really, thing that really hit me in in this in this passage here, as Scott's sharing, is is this quote that he says: "If your talent outweighs your character, it will eventually crush you." And I think for so many of us, I think it is so easy for us to uh, sometimes lean in on the things that we're good at and not lean in on the things that maybe God has called us to that maybe we're not good at, you know, and, and we and we want to snub all those passages about, you know, his power is made perfect in weakness and, you know, all those things. And, and, and God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to lean in on him and he wants us to be a follower of him before he wants us to be an expert at anything. And I think that's a big, I think that's just a big statement for us to kind of get our head around today. Uh, God is calling, obviously, He's calling pastors to do this, and we see that in uh, in other passages. But the truth is, is that you know we we know that this is true for anyone, anyone who's a follower of Jesus. He is calling them uh, to Him first 
and to all the things that he calls them to secondly. Um, and I think that a lot of times we get those things backwards and, you know, at times we say, oh, I think, well, God is leading me to do this thing. And then, you know, we, we so pursue the thing that we make it about the thing and we lose sight of the kingdom aspect of why we got involved in doing that thing. Um, and, and that happens to all of us at different times in life, you know, and how we serve and where our heart really is in serving, that it's more about the duty and, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, and man, God, God wants us to serve with a joyful heart, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I was reminded of that even today. I've been in a couple of conversations with people that, uh, are in need of help, like literal, like, you know, hands-on help, which may lead us to a Serve Sunday here in the very near future. Um, some big projects from my understanding. And so, uh, but I, I'm just, just reminded that, that God has called us, you know, to take care of us. He says, you know, pay careful attention to yourselves. And he says, and to the flock. Now let's get to that. So obviously God calls a pastor to take care of the flock, and we know that. Uh, I'm called to this, uh, and and I'll just say it again, uh, I need your help. <laughs> and you say, well, Chris, you're the one called to it. You know, why do you need my help? Because I'm one, one person, you know? And uh, I'll be honest, you know, 24 has grown and grown over the last 15 plus years. And, uh, you know, as it has grown, uh, I have been reminded many, many times, I can't do this alone. And, and our pastors in general uh, can't do this. We can't do this by ourselves. We need help. Uh, and again, why God calls the body to step up and minister to one another and love one another and be there. And we talked about those things last week, uh, encouraging one another and uh, sharpening one another, confessing to one another, those things. Those are, those are super important. We know that. Um, and so, uh, you know, a part, of, a part of that is understanding that we are all called ministers of the gospel. We get that. And I realize that's not the same as an overseer here uh, to the flock, uh, like what uh, Paul was speaking to in this, the guys that he was speaking to in this passage. But uh, still, again, great, great wisdom for us all collectively together uh, to hear and even just talk about, you know, how this works in the to and from, a, you know, a shepherd, a pastor, a shepherd is, is uh, called to watch for for the wolf, um, you know, he's called to be about caring for sheep. Um, and so you go into this passage, uh, going back up to Acts 20, verses uh, 28 through 35. In verse 29, he says, I know that after my departure, Paul's saying, after I leave here, he says, I know after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Now, one of the things that is great that I think God gives leaders to discern uh, is oftentimes to watch for the wolves. Uh, I'm not, I won't say that I'm always the best at seeing them. We probably have other pastors on our staff that are even better at discerning who those people are because I'm pretty trusting. Uh, but I can vouch for the fact that over the years, we have had people come to be a part of this body uh, who were probably wolves uh, and and as a you know along the way you know we we allowed you know obviously allowed them to be here and try to love on them and care for them but as certain things started to happen we were paying close attention it's much like a 
Much like uh, a mother, say my wife, for example, uh, when she goes to uh, our doctor, which is really close to a main street, she knows that when she opens that door and gets cash out of the out of the van, uh, our three-year-old, uh, that he is very likely to run straight out into that street, which is right behind that van. And so she is very careful to take care of him and care for him and and protect him in that moment from hurting himself. a shepherd is called to do that. It's called to watch watch for wolves, uh, like what uh, Acts uh, twenty twenty nine is talking about. Uh, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Uh, and it says, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Uh, and and let's just go ahead and read verse thirty one. There it says, therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone uh, with tears. Um, and so, you know, Paul is, Paul is kind of trying to give this whole understanding. And by the way, the rest of this passage is great. Uh, I was honestly in tears just reading through it and thinking about that moment and Paul talking to these guys and they have an emotional moment uh, after that and pray together and all these things. It's really, uh, really amazing passage. We don't have the time to, to, to cover all of it, but um, check that out if you get a chance. But but in this in this situation and also with taking in other scripture, we know that that God has called other people to do other things, such as even deacons. You know, we have deacons in our church, and 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 we see deacons helping pastors in scripture, helping them to care for uh, the people of the body, to love and you know care on, show compassion, and and all these things. Um, because again, a, a couple or handful of people can't possibly do it all. Uh, We just can't. I mean, it's just impossible uh, because we're called to watch and pay careful attention to ourselves, and we're called to watch and pay careful attention to the flock. And so oftentimes to do that, man, we, we need help. We need the body to be the body. We need not just deacons to be deacons, but we need we need everybody that's a part of the body uh, to do their part, whatever it is that God is calling them to. And I think for so many people, especially in this day and age, and especially since what's happened with COVID, I think so many people are just like, you know what, we're checking out and we're going to take a break and you know this kind of thing. And man, let me just encourage you, don't do that. Don't do that. God is still sitting on his throne, and he's still got a great plan and a great vision for this body of believers and for his kingdom uh, in how he's going to use us together. Um, so uh, I can talk about that stuff all day long, obviously. Uh, but you know, I think for us to understand, you know, pastors are not just called to make decisions for a church. That's not it. Uh, pastors are called uh, to be leading out in how we care and have compassion for others. So a pastor should come with care and compassion for others. Uh, it can't be just about making decisions. Uh, if it is, uh, that's a that's a board member somewhere at a company. Uh, this is not a company. You know, this is this is uh, this is the bride of Jesus. And man, we want to protect that, uh, and we want to protect you as a flock. Uh, but we again, we need help to do that. Um, Scott also said this uh, out of this blog's other thing I was going to share. He said this. I thought this was great. He said, discarding high-maintenance customers or vendors may be a business model, but it isn't God's model. In other words, everybody's an important part of the body. 
And I think that's good for us to hear. And, and, and yeah, sometimes in, in, within the body, there are people maybe that feel more high maintenance than others, but God has called us to them. Uh, and he's called us to love them and have compassion for them. Um, and at the same time, a pastor can't be about one of these more than the other. He can't be uh, all about paying attention to himself, and he can't be all about paying attention to the flock. Uh, he's got to do both. Uh, and, of course, within paying attention to himself, he also needs to be paying attention. That part of that is his family, that he would care for his family. Well, and we see that in Timothy and Titus and, and all that in Scripture, too. Um, you know, so again, this is this is a huge piece. I want to go back though. I want to in the middle of that passage, uh, in uh, in verse twenty eight, uh, it it said it said this uh, beginning of the passage, really last part of verse twenty eight. Uh, it says, "We'll just read twenty eight. It says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which He obtained with His own blood." to care for the church of God, which the which he obtained with his own blood. So he there is talking about God. He's talking about Jesus, who obviously gave his life on the cross um, that we might be saved. He took the death that we deserve for our sin. He took it from us, and, and all we have to do is believe in him for that. In fact, Romans 10, 9 says this. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Believe in your heart. You see, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a, I got to do all these nice things and good things and church attendance and whatever. Nah, forget all that. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. God sent his son Jesus to die for you and to die for me that not only might we be saved, not only might we not, you know, might only we get the, the fire insurance and not go to hell and uh, get to live forever in heaven with him one day and all that. Not just that, okay? Not just that, but that he would make us new now and that he would use us now as a part of his kingdom. He wants to do that. He wants to make us new. Uh, he wants us to be able to watch out for one another. Uh, and, and that's an important piece for him. This week, uh, we had a holiday. And uh, uh, so our family uh, decided, well, I kind of decided, uh, me and me and Aaron decided, we worked on it together a little bit, uh, that we would, uh, to celebrate the holiday, we were going to go out and take the kids, they were out of school, and uh, go out and have, uh, have a, a, go eat at a restaurant that we all love uh, that's downtown. And uh, so we went and uh, we ate our favorite chips and sauce, chips and queso and wings and tacos and all these things, you know, that we love. And, uh, you know, and after we got done, uh, you know, we'd, I'd kind of had in the back of my mind, we'd go over to Centennial Park and, uh, and see uh, animals and all that kind of stuff and walk around the lake there. And our kids love doing that kind of stuff. And so we did that. We got to this one part of the lake and I wasn't paying any attention. But one of the kids had run up to this one little area that was kind of, I don't know, it's kind of got a fence around it. It's right by the water, and you can lean on that fence and look right down into the water. And it looks like there were some steps there or whatever. And, uh, and one of them had run a little bit ahead and was just hanging out there. And when they were there, they were watching the water for a moment 
and they saw one of these little bitty turtles swimming around right there. And uh, I, I don't know about you at your house, we kind of have a thing for turtles. I don't know what it is, but we think they're cool. We love turtles. We've been had a little one for a while back in the day. Uh, we vacation sometimes at a place where there's turtles on the beach and stuff, which is really cool. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, and so we all gathered around this thing and we started watching and sure enough, you know, turns out there were like three or three or four or so, you know, these little bitty turtles, you know, that were just swimming around in this moss and all this kind of stuff. Just so cool to watch. Uh, and at one point in time, you know, I just, I just, I just really had stayed like focused on like seeing them. And of course we had, we had purposely taken some food with us to like put in the water uh, for fish and whatever was else was there. And uh, and we had done that and waiting for them to kind of start eating some of that. And, and, uh, and so sure enough, I'm sitting there watching very close and the kids' attention spans kind of here, there, and everywhere. Some of them, some of them, some of them are staying with me and watching. And all of a sudden I saw this little teeny tiny, I'd never seen one this small, little teeny tiny turtle come out of nowhere across this little step underwater and swim out. And as soon as he went into the deep, you couldn't see him anymore. He's really dark. And um, and I just, oh my gosh, everybody see that turtle? You know, and like one, one or two of the kids saw this turtle. You know, I, I'm reminded in that moment, of course, a lot of the kids are like, oh, I didn't get to see it, you know, kind of thing. And I'm reminded in that moment just how important it, our attention to detail really is in this life and what God is calling us to as not just as pastors, but as believers and as any part of the body that we would minister to one another, that we would show compassion to one another, that we would look for those people that have fallen off. Let me tell you what, as a pastor, this is maybe the hardest time I've ever had in ministry, trying to keep up with people, um, which is really hard uh, on me because I want to keep up with people. But the truth is, it is so hard because so many people are gone uh, from our actual like, hey, there they are kind of thing. And you almost kind of don't know who's with you and who's not. And I don't say that for any pity. I just say, man, we as the church have got to be about reaching out to one another, caring for one another, showing compassion to one another, uh, that we would give attention to the flock together and to ourselves together at the same time uh, that we could be the church that God has called us to. Uh, I'm praying that we can continue to do that as 24, uh, and I know we can. Uh, I'm excited in a weird way, even though it's such a weird time, I'm excited about what God has in front of us and what He's going to do. Uh, uh, please uh, seek the Lord about what it looks like in your life to show compassion to others, to reach out to others, to watch out, to help watch out for parts of the flock of the people maybe that God has has put you around that you might help care and you might help us even know when people need to be cared for. Uh, attention to detail is important. Uh, it is our calling. Uh, it is my calling for sure. Uh, and uh, I need your help. Uh, hey, may we be a people who have not just trusted in Jesus, uh, who has obtained us by his blood, as the scripture says, but that we would be a people who are also paying careful attention to watch over one another, uh, paying attention to the details. Let's pray together. God, help us. Help us to be these people that you're calling us to be. And thank you for the opportunity that we have to, to be a part of the body, to use us in those ways. Um, God, help us 
Lord, to not just hear you, but be moved by you in such a way, Lord, that we reach out, that we we care, we we disciple, we make phone calls, we you know we we love on one another, uh, Lord, as you have loved us, God, you have called us to that. May we never neglect that, uh, and God, show us if we do. Uh, personally or as a body. Lord, use us. Use this body as your light uh, in this community. And uh, God, may uh, we make uh, you proud. Uh, May we glorify you in all that we do. Uh, Lord, lead us and guide us. Lord, save that person right now that has never trusted and believed in you. God, I pray that today they would hear the truth, the real truth, not the talking heads on TV, but the real truth of this world, not the false gospels, not the uh, false prophets, not the not the wolves, uh, whatever, Lord, but the truth of your word that we have been obtained by your blood, that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, that we could have life uh, and have it abundantly. God, give them life today. Lord, may they believe in you in their heart and do a real work in their life. God, we pray for all this in your son's name. Amen.